you know, in the mornings we'd watch whatever, you know, whatever the movie of the day was, we'd, we'd watch it in the playroom and then me and my brother would run outside and we would act the whole movie out. So we would spend, you know, portions of the day in and out of the house, you know, watching movies, perfecting a scene and then running out into the woods to go act those scenes out. Well, hi, and welcome to the Hobbs Happenings Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs, and thanks so much for joining us today. Today on the podcast, I have a very special guest all the way from Stewart, Florida. It's David Snyder. David, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, Andrew. Thanks. Uh, so I'm excited for this interview. Like I've said in some of the ones before, it's a lot of fun doing like immediate family members that I have grown up with and stuff like that. Um, but super excited to do more extended family. Do you know what we would be? Is it like second cousins or are we cousins or cousins once removed or something like that since you're married? I, I, so I happen to be a, a student of how families are related and what the relationships are. What a Very coincidence. Odd hobby, <laughs> but it turns out that, um, we would be cousin in-laws. My children would be your cousins, your first cousins once removed. Okay. See, bringing so much knowledge to this podcast already, you're putting everybody else to shame. <laughs> uh, yeah, weird, weird knowledge, man. You put me on uh, Jeopardy. Yeah, there you go. But the point of this one is to get to know you and to know uh, how you grew up, any stories that you want to tell, stuff like that. So you ready for that? I'm ready for it, man. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Well, good. I'll, I'll start you off with a really easy one. David, tell me when and where were you born? I was born May 7th, 1982 in Miami, Florida. Um, long, long time ago, right after everything turned to color on movies. <laughs> um, so I'm probably one of the oldest cousins. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> um, did, did you have any, do you have any siblings at all in your family? I do. I do. I've got a younger brother. His okay. name is John and a younger sister. She's younger than him. She's the youngest. Her name is Laura. Okay. So what's the age gap with all of you guys there? Um, John is five years younger than I am. And Laura is eight, eight and a half years younger than I am. Okay. So we're separated by you know eight years or so. So John and Laura, then you mind describing what, what was John like growing up? Yeah. So for some of the Hobbs family down here in Florida, um, you know, they, they grew up with John and Laura. Uh -huh. Um, they, they all, both of them graduated from Hope Sound Christian Academy. Actually, I think my sister may have gone to Michigan right before she graduated, but they, they grew up essentially, um, at Hope Sound Christian Academy, and we, you know, we all grew up in Hope Sound. So although you may not know them or some of your family up north, mm -hmm. a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, the Hobbs kids down here, uh, Amanda and Klaus and Catherine and Caroline, they know, they know my siblings. Um, so they were both really cool kids though. Um, you know, John was born, um, in uh, let's see, 1988. So he's just a couple years older than Amanda. Okay. I think he's like a year or two older than her. Um, and then Laura was, was, you know, born just a few years after that, but 
grew up in Hope Sound and, and, um, John was my first real friend, you know, he was my first buddy, you know, as soon as he hit the scene, I had somebody to pal around with. So, um, awesome, awesome kid, man. And, and then my sister, once she was born, poor thing, she was born right in the middle of a, uh, Cowboys and Indian, um, movie that was ongoing in our house. So <laughs> she was, she was the heroine growing up, you know, uh-huh. she, <laughs> poor, poor thing. She was always the, uh, the victim or the hostage or, you know, the damsel in distress. So, gotcha. um, I'm sure it had a, you know, quite an impact on her. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. So, so what kinds of things did you guys like to do for fun growing up, either with your siblings or other friends that you had around? Yeah. So, you know, growing up for me, I was, you know, at an early age, I was really into movies. I, I loved, um, you know, film for some reason, you know, I mean, I grew up watching Davy Crockett, you know, with Fess Parker, the old mm-hmm. Disney, uh, Davy Crockett made in like 1950s. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, shakiest gun in the West with Don Knotts and all the John Wayne movies, you know, like Rio Lobo and McClintock and all of those. So we would grow up, you know, in, in, you know, in the mornings we'd watch whatever, you know, whatever the movie of the day was, we'd, we'd watch it in the playroom and then me and my brother would run outside and we would act the whole movie out. So we would spend, you know, portions of the day in and out of the house, you know, watching movies, perfecting a scene and then running out into the woods to go act those scenes out. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I was, a, you know, I was a child, I was, you know, a product of the eighties. So, you know, it was movies like, you know, Terminator and Indiana Jones and Star Wars and uh-huh. Top Gun, you know, you know, they're old movies, but that, you know, it really, you know, kind of shaped, you know, the way we grew up and the way, <laughs> the way we acted. So, yeah. um, you know, as far as for fun, that was, that was kind of the, the, the things we were into. Um, so for know, a guy, my, for for a guy that likes film and and movies so much, do you have a favorite, or is that too difficult to to narrow it down to a favorite movie? Oh boy, um, I hate to admit it, but I'm I'm a I'm a huge fan of Quentin Tarantino. Okay, um, and I love Stanley Kubrick. So I, I don't know why they're they're both really weird guys, but <laughs> I love the movies they they produce. Um. You know, but but I'm also a fan of, you know, the old kind of the trashy 80s movies, you know, the Tom Cruise, you know, Top Gun, Days of Thunder, that kind of stuff. Well, cool. Awesome. Um, Were you about to tell me other things that you guys like to do before when you were growing up before I cut you off? Yeah, well, I was just I was just going to say, I mean, I remember my my grandfather lent us a a camcorder. Um, I think he gave it to my dad to film a birthday or something, you know, towards the uh you know, sometime in the nineties. And I remember we, we probably went through 10 or 15 VHS cassette tapes, you know, uh, producing our own movies and, you know, we'd have stunt scenes and everything. And my poor brother ended up with a broken arm as a result <laughs> of one of the stunt scenes. Yeah, it, it, so anyway, it was, we, we definitely kept our parents busy trying to keep up with the tour. I can imagine. Now, was that a, a one and only broken bone or were there many broken bones between you guys growing up? I would say that was probably the most severe. Um, and, you know, my dad was an old street cop from Miami. So, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't uncommon to, you know, put super glue and a good cut and an ace bandage around something and see if you could walk it off. There you go. That'll do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. So I, I've got a question. So you said you were born in Miami, right? Yes. 
but then you guys um, going to school and stuff went to the academy at Hope Sound. So what? When? When did y'all right. move from Miami up to like the Hope Sound area? Right. So, kind of getting into the the history of, um, you know, so, some of the uh, some of, some of the church background. This is and this is where these these paths start to cross. Okay. And, and it is the neat thing about you know the, the history of church and 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 where everybody sort of comes from um you know j- just understanding you know keith and gwen and you know believe it or not uh papa hobbs was born in um alexandria indiana i, th- I think it was alexandria i know it was real close to there i'm, I'm pretty sure it was alexandria but it, but i do know it was within a few minutes of a campground that my grandfather had which would have been around the same time um, you know, well, actually it would have been several years later, but part of the Bible missionary church. Yeah. And, and I know that Hope Sound is, um, if, if I, if I'm not it right, it's sort of a Methodist background. Mm-hmm. That being said, when my, when my father was uh, a police officer down in Miami, he grew up in a household where there was, you know, no religion, no, there were no Christians. He didn't know any Christians. And when he when he uh, when he got saved, it was from a partner of his who happened to be part of the Bible Missionary Church, and somehow he had ended up in Miami. Just a sort of a strange turn of events. But my father met my mom in in the Midwest at a camp meeting, and they got married, moved to Miami, and they found out about Hope Sound and decided to move. You know, an hour and a half north of Miami, about oh. the time I was five or six. And uh, he commuted for for ten years from Hope Sound all the way to Miami to work. Really? So, wow. Yeah. So so it, it was just kind of kind of strange how it all it all worked out. But yeah. And then of of all things, we moved, you know, three blocks over from you know the house Amanda was born in. So uh-huh. you know, it's, you know, <laughs> that's crazy. Right there. All those things, yeah, yeah get, it is crazy. Twisted in together and things like that. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. But so, um, so you, you went to the Academy as well, right? With, uh, your, your siblings there at Hope Sound? I did. Okay. I, I did some. So, so my schooling was what you might call unconventional. Okay. Um, and I'm sure your sister Natalia could probably relate to being <laughs> the firstborn. You uh-huh. are the experiment for your parents. <laughs> and, um, you know, being that my brother was, you know, five years after after I was born, there was a pretty significant age difference. Um, and as a result, I think every unsuccessful year at school was an indication for my mother to say, okay, it's time to try another school. <laughs> so I did bounce around kind of back and forth from different schools. Okay. And it wasn't until we, I was quite a bit older that I was able to tell her, mom, I don't think it was the schools. I think it was me, <laughs> but <laughs> that's the way it went. So, but I did but I did spend um, you know quite a few years at, at Hope Sound Christian Academy. Okay, um, what uh, what what subjects did you like in school? Or did you like any of them? <laughs> yeah, no, actually, I I did. Um, I loved history and geography and and um, like earth science. You know, and anything that had to do with you know uh, geology and rocks and and how you know how the earth was was you know built and these rocks and all these things, you know, that, that stuff is really fascinating to me, but you know, history and, and geography to me, for some reason, it was fascinating. And, and I don't know if it was, 
I don't know if maybe it just fueled the ADD side of my brain. Like I would just sit in class and like drift off to these, you know, faraway places where all these really cool things happen. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think without even realizing it, it, it did have a huge impact. You know, there was, there was a teacher at Hope Sound Christian Academy. Um, you know, one of the years I was in high school there, uh, Mr. Delamarter. And he, I just remember the way he would, teach history and the way he would describe it and it, and it really sparked that interest for me and you know I, i'll never forget you know he really drove home these stories of, of american heroes and how fragile our democracy was and, and and what it took to to build that democracy and i you know to this day i give him a lot of credit for you know sort of the direction that my life took that's awesome see that that is a inspiring to me just as a history teacher that's what i want to eventually become is <laughs> someone that can you know yeah. inspire students like that with the story so is there any specific era of history that you like better than others or a topic yeah so i you know i think i'm, I'm most interested I, I would i'd have to kind of split it into two one is you know the early the early birth of our country you yeah. know the, those those first 20 or 30 years after the revolutionary war to see what was happening then, you know, when you really study what was happening during, you know, that, that, those first few decades after the revolutionary war and how Mm -hmm. fragile our country actually was. I mean, the fact that we had, you know, our, our U S treasury only had like 30 grand in it. Yeah. And to see what was going on. Um, you know, I, I read a book, um, about the uh, Tripolian pirates and, and what was kind of going on with Jefferson and, mm-hmm. and to, and to compare the you know, and parallels to, you know, what's going on today, you know, I mean, you know, even back in the 1700s here, we are fighting with, with, um, uh, essentially the same people we're fighting with today. Yeah. You know, um, and for the, and for the same reasons, it's, it's pretty interesting. You know, history does repeat itself. Yeah. Can definitely learn a lot from it. That's that's probably one yeah. of my favorite eras too. Is early American history. Taya was making fun of me the other day because I told her I was reading um, the the Federalist Papers to try to understand that stuff a little bit more. Because I want to get to the point where, like, when I'm teaching and in the textbook it mentions source material of like the Iliad or the Odyssey or the Federalist Papers or all these different things throughout right. history that I've actually read them. Eventually, get to that point. Um, so it's a little bit dry reading, but it definitely, it shows, like you were saying, how fragile, you know, the whole American experiment was from the beginning. Like there's no reason, Mm -hmm. it wasn't a sure thing that all that was going to work out the way that it did. Right. Right. So, so besides, uh, classes in school, uh, were you involved in any extracurricular things, sports, music, anything like that growing up? I was. So I had this love hate relationship with music. Um, I loved it because it's, you know, that, that side of the brain is, you know, it's, it's clicking for some reason more than the other. I hated it because my mom was making me do it. So it was, it was, you know, it was this ongoing battle in, in the house, you know, it was, she picked the worst instruments that I had to play, you know, like the violin. I, I hated the <laughs> violin and, and, you know, I, she, but she made me play it from the time I was four. And finally, when I was 12, I got to stop playing. Um, <laughs> you know, she was very sad about that, but, but it, it did actually, it, it gave me um, a, a, a real appreciation for, for the arts 
And, you know, I, I actually, in, in uh, high school, I went to Dreyfus School of the Arts down in Palm Beach. It was a magnet school. Okay. And I had an audition for the school and I got in and, and um, I, I was a singer of all things. <laughs> so I don't, I don't do a lot of singing now, but it was cool. I, it was a really good experience. I got to sing with Shania Twain during a concert. Wow. And uh, yeah, just like some cool little, like weird little things. Um, but yeah, it was cool. I, I, I did enjoy it. And I love music. I'm, I'm also you know, a huge music fan. Awesome. So now, now David, I'm going to ask you, it's going to be a weird question. So brace yourself. But since you brought up music, my brother, David, and I, talking amongst ourselves, have always thought that you bear a little bit of a resemblance to the singer Michael Buble. Have you ever gotten that before? <laughs> or, or do you know anything about that? <laughs> no, I've, I've, I've actually never heard that before, okay. but I think I take it as a compliment. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. I mean, he's my favorite singer <laughs> in the world. So I don't know if you got pipes yeah. like him, but, you know, at least. Not even close. If I did, brother, if I did, we would all be, we'd be doing this in a much bigger house somewhere. That's <laughs> <laughs> fun. Um, so anything besides music that you were involved in growing up? Anything else or was music kind of the, the main extracurricular thing? Music was the main extracurricular thing. I, I did play football. Um, I wasn't very good at it. Um, you know, I, I, I loved to hit people, but it, it, it was, it, it, you know, a lot of it was during, during that time, you know, during high school, um, you know, my parents were making a lot of sacrifices. You know, my dad was commuting a lot to Miami uh-huh. and my mom was, you know, starting a business and, you know, it's, it's that trade off. I think that, you know, parents probably battle with you know, way down the road, you know, did we do the right thing? And, oh, yeah. and I, you know, it's one of those things I know the sacrifices they were making were for us. And, you know, but that was, you know, one of the, the trade-offs was that, you know, a lot of the extracurricular stuff we just couldn't do, you know, mm-hmm. extra time was spent at mom's office while she was working. So, yeah, you know, it, but, but, but it gave, you know, I think me, my brother and my sister are all a really, you know, a good example of what uh, a strong work ethic is, um, you know, very similar to, you know, your family, you, yeah. know, you guys have all been surrounded by really good examples of, of hard workers. So yeah, absolutely. Fortunate in that regard too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> next question that I've got for you is a little bit more uh, broad. So if you don't have a specific answer to this, I understand, but just looking back over kind of the childhood years that we've talked about so far, do you have any specific memories that stick out to you, like uh, uh, specific vacations or a time with uh, a certain sibling or a parent or something like that that kind of shaped your childhood or were just a fun memory? Yeah, I do. Um, probably, probably one of the most impactful things, single most impactful things on my, on my life was you know, when, when, I, when someone would come around and we would be out of school, my, you know, my dad would commute down to Miami and his parents lived down there. So, you know, we would, you know, like most grandchildren, we would spend a lot of the summer with our grandparents and give our parents, you know, a little bit of time to catch their breath. But, you know, I remember leaving our house up here in, you know, in, in Hope Sound or Stewart and getting on 95 traveling south it was still dark you know we you know, my dad would leave at like three o'clock in the morning to make shift and you know i just I, I remember listening to his old cassette tapes in a little car he would commute with but then i remember pulling into that police station 
you know, night after, well, I guess it would be in the mornings, but, you know, day after day. And he would kind of hand off, you know, me to my grandfather, you know, he'd come over and pick me up. But I remember seeing all those police cars and those guys in uniform. And I was hooked. I was absolutely hooked. I was like, this is the coolest thing in the world, you know? So at, at a young age, you know, seeing guys, you know, march through the parking lots and handcuffs and things like that. It was very, it was very normal to me. Um, you know, and I, and I spent most of my summers at least either at a police station or a sheriff's office growing up. So I, I would say those are probably strangely my fondest memories and, and, and the, and the most vivid memories that I have growing up. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, so you're a police officer now, correct? I am. Yeah. So what, what was your journey to, I guess, take me from the time that you graduated high school uh, to what your current situation is now working as a police officer in Florida? Yeah, so when, when I got out of high school, which I couldn't get out of fast enough, um, you know, I, 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 was, I was so ready to, you know, go off on my own adventure. Um, and, and I remember... At the time, I was I was doing construction and absolutely hated it. Mm-hmm. I was ready to get out of my house, you know, my parents' house, and ready to kind of launch out on my own. And to my parents' credit, you know, they really did encourage us to launch, you know, take off, go go figure out what it is that you need to do in your life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, realizing that I had not prepared myself for college, that was not an option for me. Um, the only alternative really was the military, but that really was something that for years I had kind of been, you know, kind of pointed in that direction. Yeah. So in, um, in 1999, I joined the Marine Corps and I, I shipped off to boot camp in 2000. So it was all pre 9-11. Um, I, I, I was stationed in uh, Japan over in Japan, um, on 9-11 when that, when that happened. Man. And, you know, I, I really feel like it, 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 you know, in that moment, I felt like my entire life had been building to that moment. Mm-hmm. And I was like on, on that trajectory to be in the right place at the right time. Shortly after um, 9-11 happened, I, I was stationed in Camp Lejeune with 2nd Marine Expeditionary Force. And I was fortunate enough to be part of Operation Iraqi Freedom, number one. So it was the kickoff um, to the invasion into Iraq. So it was a really neat experience and I was really young and I think it really shaped, you know, sort of the way that, the way that I, you know, it, it, it was, it was a culmination of everything that I, you know, the way I had been raised, what I had been taught in school, what I had learned, um, you know, as, as a, a teenager kind of moving into my early adulthood and, you know, at 20 years old, I was part of, you know, the first few hundred Marines that crossed the border into Iraq. And it was, you know, it was a really neat experience. I think it took a lot of years to realize that it was neat. You know, I, I think those first few years after it, it was kind of like, oh, well, you know, this is horrible. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think as, as, you, as you get older, you realize that, you know, I was, I was a small piece of, you know, something much, much greater, yeah. um, you know, and, 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 you know, something that, you know, your family's obviously, you know, very familiar with, you know, you know, Papa Hobbs' brother, you know, he gave his life in Vietnam and, and, and to be, you know, and, and to be a part of something 
so organic and so important um, gave me a real sense of, of, of purpose in life. You know, it's like, wow, this is, you know, if, if nothing else from here, this was important, you know, yeah. if, if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, anyway, so I got out of the Marine Corps in 2005 and um, after that, I, I was kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do. My dad was encouraging me. He's like, you know, you should really think about law enforcement. It was really good for me. It was something you always wanted to do. But I was kind of in a weird, I was in a really, just to be perfectly honest, I was in a really bad place for, for quite a few years. Um, you know, I, I, I am certain. I mean, it was completely, completely undiagnosed, but I'm sure there was some PTSD involved. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of things that, you know, back then it was very difficult to talk about. Yeah. Um, but I, but there was, there was something was missing, you know, those first couple of years, you know, about a year, that first year out of the Marine Corps, I missed that sense of, of, uh, camaraderie and brotherhood that I had felt in the Marine Corps. And, um, you know, I remember I, I was sitting at a traffic light in Hope Sound and there was a law enforcement vehicle in front of me with a phone number for a recruiter to the, to the agency. And just sitting at the light, I ended up calling the number and that started the process. And it was just that quick. It was like a light, you know, it was like a light went off. I said, that's, I think that's going to be the answer. And I haven't looked back. It's, it's been probably one of the most exciting action packed. It, 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 it met all of the, you know, it was all the checks in the box for my personality. You know, if you took a personality quiz, it, it met them all. It met every one of them. And I have loved every second of it. You know, my, my career has been, um, you know, it, it's, it's really run the full spectrum. You know, I've done everything from investigating environmental crimes and resource violations, um, you know, to where I'm at now, you know, I'm, I'm with a unit called special investigations um, with an agency down here in South Florida. And I've been really fortunate to, you know, work in an undercover capacity and, you know, do some things that, you know, most people I think in the law enforcement field don't, don't get to do. And, um, it's, it's, it's been, it's been, um, you know, it's been trying at times, you know, it, there's definitely without, without a doubt, it's, you know, put a lot of strain on, on my family, you know, but, um, you know, as, as I've gotten older, you know, and, and, I, and I'm sure like with anything, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure you have these days too. Everybody has this day. You know, you look and you go, what am, what am I doing? Am, yeah. I, am I making a difference at all? You know, whether you're in a classroom or whether you're a cop, you have those days. You know, we're, we're in the public service arena, you know, you and I both. And, you know, and, and I think now is, you know, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm hitting my 15th year in law enforcement. Um, you know, I'm able to look back and, and, and really put my finger on some times where I said, man, I, you know, I did make a difference. You know, I, 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 you know, I saved a life or I helped a family in crisis or, I, you know, I did, I did some of these things. So, you know, in, in a lot of ways, you know, I think our DNA, you know, when we're, when we're created, we're everyone's circuitry is a little different mm -hmm. and mine was wired for excitement and, you know, I'm, I'm a really intense person. Um, <laughs> I, I, I tend to lean towards violence. 
um, but violence for the sake of good. And, yeah. and I've, you know, I've been lucky to find the outlet for, for that. That's awesome. You know, so. Yeah. Well, I, and I think I'd speak for everybody that's listening to this as well, but, you know, just thank you for your service, both as a, a Marine and then also in law enforcement. You know, I'd, I, I know that those things are important. And now that, you know, Steven and, and Brian, my brother and brother-in-law are both in law enforcement, it's a little bit more real, you know, about how dangerous those jobs sure. can be sometimes. So, but yeah, yeah thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. Cause that's, that's a, a job that needs to be done. Uh, and that's a very dangerous and difficult one. Yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you what, man, I, I couldn't be prouder of the fact that, you know, there's, we got three cops in the family. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I and, think two so. Marines, and two Marines and two Marines. And if Brian's listening to this, <laughs> hey, he, he, he's, a, he's my brother in a totally different way. And he knows it. There you go, man. That's awesome. Um, I want to switch gears just slightly as we kind of get towards the end of this. Um, but you mentioned how faith and uh, Christianity kind of affected uh, the, the way that your family was made up growing up, whether it was, you know, moving to Hope Sound and different things like that. Um, would you mind sharing your own personal faith journey of how, you know, you came to Christ and what, what Jesus means to you? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I, I can tell you that, you know, I, my, my faith journey, if that's what you want to call it, mm -hmm. has been probably as unconventional as my school career. <laughs> um, you know, I, I grew up in, you know, what, what you would it would be very familiar to you, you know, a, a really conservative, um, fundamentalist Christian home. And, you know, I, there was a real, you know, a, a real awakening, I think for me, probably when, when I was in Iraq, you know, I, I remember there was a night and I'll, I'll never forget it. I was, I was in N Nazaria. Um, we were, making our push towards, towards Iraq. And we were sitting on the outskirts of that, of this town. And I remember being surrounded by complete darkness. I had never experienced darkness to this degree. I mean, we had knocked the power out of the entire country. Mm -hmm. There was zero light saturation. We're in the middle of the desert and you could see stars all the way to the horizon. I mean, all the way, you're like under a dome. And at the same time, in front of me, we're, we're, we're bombing this city, and we're just leveling it. And, and I remember really grappling with, with my faith, you know, and thinking, how could we have, you know, how, how could there be such beauty in, in, you know, in the midst of so much chaos and death and destruction? You know, we, we were losing Marines. You know, I knew there were innocent people that were, they were caught kind of in the middle of all of this. Um, and, and I think it was many, many years for me before I was able to kind of shake that. And, and I have to say it was probably with, with, the, with the birth of, of my kids, you know, seeing my children, that that was kind of the beginning of almost this, this epiphany that you know, here, here she's two beautiful creatures, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and I struggled for, you know, really for a few years with how could I, you know, how could I be this lucky with, you know, some of the things that, you know, I, I, I had done in my life. And I think it was watching and, and 
I mean, it, it may sound strange, but it was almost what it was, it was watching the faith of my, of my children. I mean, here's, you know, here's these kids and it was the faith of a child. I think that really kind of started to bring it back around for me. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely been up and down and, you know, I wish I could tell you it's just been this, you know, straight and narrow since the time I was four years old, but you know, the, the truth is, you know, my story is different and you know, I, I, I think every day I'm continually beginning, you know, I'm, I'm continually growing. It's, um, you know, I, I start to feel, you, you feel the pressure, you know, is, is you start to add kids to your family. You're like, <laughs> man, you know, just being a good guy yeah. might not cut it, you know, so it really does start to put the pressure on. And, and, um, you know, I, I, I do want to be a good example for my kids and I, you know, I want them to grow up and have the same memories that I did, you know, good, good memories of a home that's built around faith. And, you know, so, you know, that's, that's what I strive for. And, you know, I certainly by no means not perfect, but you know, that is, that is my goal. And that's, you know, that's what we try and do in this house. Yeah. Well, that's powerful. I, I love to hear people's testimonies because they're also different, you know, like there are some that are, you know, a certain way and then others that are different, but it's just, I don't know. I, I love hearing those stories. It's a, it's a big encouragement. So thanks for sharing that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and I'll, I'll wrap up with one more question for you um, that I've tried to finish all of these with of kind of the growing up years of people. Um, but our parents are definitely huge influences on our lives and have a big say in like who we become as adults, as men and women, things like that. So, if you were to pinpoint one or a couple of things that you think if your parents didn't teach you anything else, these are the things that they taught you, what would those one or a couple of things be? Courage. I, 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 I know it right away. I mean, as soon as you were getting to the question, I, I could pinpoint it. Um, my, you know, my dad has been my role model my whole life. And I, you know, by no means have I probably lived up to his <laughs> expectations. I don't think he'd ever tell me that, but <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. But my dad, in my, in my opinion, was one of the bravest guys. You know, I remember when I was a kid, you know, back in the eighties, they had the McDuffie riots down in Miami. Yeah. And I remember, you know, my dad coming home and, and I, I could it literally look like he had been at war. Mm. And, you know, if you watch any of the YouTube videos, the McDuffie riots, I mean, his car was getting shot up. You know, they were, they were throwing rocks and bottles at him. And so I, I really, I, I think in a lot of ways, seeing, seeing his courage, you know, watching him, I remember as a kid thinking, I can't imagine how somebody can be so brave and do these things. And, and so I really set out to try and emulate that. You know, I thought it was really cool. Like, My dad's really cool. He's a, he's a brave dude. Mm. And um, you know, I, I think trying to, trying to emulate that sort of turned into, you know, maybe, maybe I, maybe I do have a little bit of courage, you know, and, and I, you know, I feel like I've been, you know, it's been trial by fire and, um, you know, I, I, I would have to, I would have to attribute that completely to my dad. That was probably the biggest thing I, I, I learned from him was to be courageous. Yeah. Well, it's a, definitely a very important lesson. <laughs> but, well, David, I just wanted to thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview. This has honestly been one of my favorites that I've done. Uh, you got some great stories, and it's just great connecting with you. I feel like I, 
I don't really know you that well because we've only met a couple of times through the years. Um, but this has been a blast. So thanks so much for joining. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just want to tell you quickly, Andrew, you know, I stumbled across your, your podcast, um, you know, a couple of months ago when we were in Iceland and I, I, I somehow connect my Instagram account connected to your, your podcast and me and William and my dad actually were driving across Iceland. We listened to the majority of your podcast and it's a wonderful thing that you're doing. This is a time capsule of family stories that, you know, for years to come long after we're gone, you know, hopefully all of our children will, will, uh, will save these. And, and it really is, um, it, it's, it's a history of our family. So I, you know, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know you're busy and, you know, having just gotten married, congratulations, by the way. Thanks. Um, it, it's, it's really neat that you're doing it, man. Yeah. Um, and, and I applaud you for it. Well, thanks, man. It's my pleasure. And honestly, David, you and then anyone else that, that's listening to this, if, if you have any stories that you think would be good to tell, or if you know family members that have stories that you could motivate to tell them on the podcast, I would greatly appreciate it because I, I, I just love the stories. So it's, it's a blast and it wouldn't be possible uh, without people like you, David, to be willing to take the time to actually talk to me about this stuff and to tell your story. So thanks so much. You got it. Thanks, Andrew. And, and like the bucket challenge, uh-huh. I challenge Grandma Hobbs for the next podcast. I'm just like putting that. it out there. I like that. That's I good. just I'm putting it out there. <laughs> you're my you're my new favorite, David. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. Well, I've loved this, man. This has been a blast for me. So thank you. And to those of you listening, thanks so much for joining us here in the Hobbs Happenings podcast, where we use stories to bring our family closer together. I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs, and please join us next time for another exciting episode. Until then, toodles.